The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora and welcome to Lord Behind the Melodrama, a track-by-track podcast brought to you by The Spin-Off and Spark about Lord's new album, Melodrama. I'm your host, Henry Oliver, The Spin-Off's music editor, and over two afternoons in May, I sat in the boardroom of Universal Music New Zealand in Newton, Auckland, with Ella Yelich O'Connor to talk about the album. Ella signed with Universal to a development deal when she was just 12 years old, so grew up visiting the boardroom and seemed to feel at home there. In the first session, we spent over an hour talking about Greenlight and Liability, which I've been listening to for a few weeks. A week later, for the second session, she hooked up her phone to the boardroom speakers and played me the latest mixes she'd been sent by text message to sign off on. It's a weird feeling listening to an artist's new music while they sit close by. Weirder still to be able to ask whatever struck you on your first impression. I asked her about the lyrics, songwriting and production of her new album, and she told me the stories, processes and influences behind the songs. Over the next 11 episodes, she'll guide you through every track on the album, taking you behind the melodrama. In this episode, we discuss Greenlight, the opening track, and the album's first single. I do my makeup in somebody else's car. We order different drinks at the same bars. I know about what you did, and I want to scream the truth. She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar. So, <laughs> green light. Green light. Did you know this was going to be like the song that like this is the one that's going to reintroduce me to the world? I did not. It was sort of the first song that we wrote for the record that really touched on anything to do with heartbreak at all. Yeah. Um, that I actually started writing it with Joel initially, you know, quite soon after my breakup and like real soon and <laughs> too soon actually probably to be <laughs> writing anything of uh, significance. And I, um, I was, you know, you're just in, in this like fog of grief, you know, you can't construct any sort of linear thoughts. And I, um, the tone of it was super different. It was like very tongue in cheek, um, almost like much f- sort of funnier although it like wasn't funny because I was like crying the whole time. So it was like just sad and weird. Um, but it had a weird like, the melodies were almost like weird cheerleader melodies. And and then it had this pre-chorus, this, oh, they write you, that you said that you would always be in love. But you're not in love no more. I always remember thinking, well, that part's amazing. And... And, and I sort of, you know, the song was, went to the back of my mind. Um, and I told Jack about that pre-chorus. I said, I wrote, we wrote this awesome pre-chorus. And he heard it and he loved it too. And maybe six months after he had heard it for the first time, he just said one day, pull up that song with that great pre-chorus in it. Let's, um, 
let's see what's going on there. And we pulled it up and the lyrics to this original piece of music were very similar. I do my makeup in someone else's car, ordered completely different drinks at the bar, incensed at what you did. It was just like, you know, there's similar kind of bone structure there. And so we, we took this pre onto the piano and it felt awesome still. And that pre, you know, appears verbatim how it was in that first demo with Joel. Um, and so we were pumped on that pre and we started sort of coming up with the, uh, you know, the next part, the I hear sounds in my mind with the, you know, key change. But I hear sounds in my mind Brand new sounds in my mind That was interesting. It was all very much still on piano and we kind of got into the chorus a little bit and we were pumped. We were super excited, but it was very much like a... Um, was feeling quite down tempo and all of a sudden we started playing with these verse things and Jack was just hitting these chords and they were so angry (laughs) and I was like and for the first time the song just came into this sharp focus for me I was like I was right back to I really felt the intensity and the severity of you know, being on the cusp of a breakup like that and just wanting to stare right down at that person and tell them everything that has happened to you since they left your life. And he was just playing these chords and it almost felt like the national to me in a weird way. If you listen to those first chords, they're kind of nationally. And the, and I remember we were doing these melodies and, we, and, and I remember Jack and often my relationship with Jack as a songwriter is about, um, you know, he'll sing something and then never sing it again. Right. And so I have to be like, no, 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 wait, that thing you just sung was amazing and he's often forgotten it and I have to go, uh, uh, you know, it was this. And, and it's about capturing these kind of little lightning moments and him with me also. Um, and I remember very specifically him going, you know, we had kind of the first line and then he was, uh, same bars, because we had the lyric already. And, and when he did that same bars, it was this different rhythm to what we had. And I was like, oh, that, hold on. No, we got to hang on for one second. <laughs> and, 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 and the verse just came very quickly. But as soon as we had this, this very kind of sharp, intense, angry, <laughs> it was just this, like, there was such a heat to that first verse. I was like... Oh, <laughs> and and then the song started to take shape, and then it felt like we had all of you know we started to sort of add to the collection of emotions in the song because there are so many. But you go from that sharp bit to the healthy kind of piano, in some ways like a relief of tension. In other ways, you know, you're really expecting to go <laughs> no, like, up, and you take it down totally, and it's. It's it's weird because it's like um, in one sense like a relief, and in this other sense denial. It's, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you know, in some ways it's like a relief of tension, but in other ways it's like an escalation of tension because it's not going where you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that just where you guys naturally took it? Did it, did that just like feel like what you needed to do, um, kind of emotionally? We definitely. Um, I love the idea of to me the parts of the song almost um you know the next part slaps the hand of the last part and <laughs> continues its section of the relay you know there's an element of the baton changing hands yes. it's like hold on i got this i got this give it to me 
I'm going to run. And, and you know, that, um, you know, housey bit that does come in definitely felt like, okay, I can take it from here. Um, and you almost don't know why the song's telling you to feel that way. And then it's presented to you. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, you know, hearing these metaphorical and literal new sounds. And I'm going to be seeing you around, but actually I'm going to, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, it, it, t- it takes these turns. And I like that as a listener, you aren't sure why all of a sudden it kind of feels a bit joyous all of a sudden. I love that there's this, the parts, you know, change hands and take over from each other in the ways that they do and how it's not um, immediately clear why as a listener um, they are doing that with each other. I think I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that, that we wrote a pop song which, you know, I think if you do listen to it five times, all the parts feel supernatural and not supernatural, super <laughs> space natural. Sure. You know, it just yeah. feels like a regular, you forget about the, 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 the intensity of the arrangement, you know, like kids dance to it. And I love that, you know, we built this thing that is so intricate in structure, but um, also just kind of reads like a pop song eventually, you know, once you get your head around it. There's this Great bit in your New York Times profile where you talk about um, taking the song to Max Martin and you either quote or sort of paraphrase him as saying, you know, that's incorrect songwriting. And I'm assuming that I that's... Actually, I said that about Royals. That's why he said about Royals. I think, oh. the, I think Jonah might have uh, crossed the wires. But, uh, yeah, because with Royals, he, he was basically like, um, the pre-chorus should be the chorus. It's the catchiest part of the song. But everybody's like Crystal and I was like, well, it's just a catchy pre-chorus. It can just sit where it sits. <laughs> and he was like, it's incorrect. <laughs> I'm primarily a pop listener and it is rare for me not to understand a song first listen. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I, I get it. You know, I see what you're trying to do. And some people may call that a flaw with Green Light, but I, I see it as a strength because, I mean, it isn't one of the hallmarks of great pop that... It has to all instantly be on the surface. I think one of the hallmarks of great pop is that it has to feel good forever. You know, you can you can put on, I don't know, oops, I did it again now. I'm sure it was probably complex at the time because it is weird. There's weird shit going on in there. But, like, the fact that Greenlight is so dense um, structurally will hopefully mean that it still feels interesting to hear at a party or to dance to in in five years you know i hope so was there any fear around this being that the first song you know with all that in mind the complexity of it if you take the you know the first lyrics you know there's a kind of a a b c it kind of goes <laughs> mm-hmm. um doesn't kind of take you where you think it's going you sure know? totally i i don't know i'm to go from like car bars <laughs> truth know. liar yeah, you know. <laughs> but those kind of there's a bit of a kinship with those yeah. huh? and then and then you know because you don't you have the rhyme and then you leave the rhyme mm-hmm. liar sticks out yeah and it sticks out in this way that's like on one hand you're like ooh, because you're so used to hearing rhymes mm-hmm. in pop music and on the, on the other hand in the kind of emotional sense you're kind of like Ouch, you know, like yeah. that. <laughs> That's exactly. Quite, it sounds like a really harsh thing to say. Totally. You know, whereas, you know, the word liar, it's probably in a million pop songs mm-hmm. and 
you could yeah, you probably hear it all the time in songs and not really think about the accusation or something mm-hmm. but in, in in this context because it sticks out it has you know to use you, your word that's kind of sharpness to it mm, yeah that's exactly what i wanted to do and it yeah it spikes and it um it holds we put this like really creepy uh kind of whispered reverb on it that's actually me going just I wanted it to sit in space because it is like that's as gnarly as it gets being called a liar like it's kind of horrific (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't seem that way but when you actually get called a liar it's real bad to hear you kind of talk about (laughs) this kind of this cathartic moment that after the kind of anguish and then the catharsis comes like the phone Mm -hmm. and that's definitely in that piano bit Mm. which is interesting because you know it's it's a build mm. but that was part of you know the kind of tease for the song was in, in a short little 10 second video just that by itself you know and as a listener you were thinking that's so catchy that's going to be like the song you know what I mean? like, <laughs> right it's totally. so catchy like you're preparing yourself for the song based around that yes part, and, right and interesting it's not yes it's kind of like a that's fascinating withholding you know yes i mean yeah i i I love pop music um, in this like deep forever way, um, but I'm also you know it's sort of it's it's the Truman Show a little bit, and I've I've gotten in the boat and I've pushed the boat out, and the boat's hit the edge of the sky, and I'm like, what else, you know? So I do have to, for me to keep myself challenged within this medium that I love so much, it is about you know making these really. Um, strange choices and not having them impede a song being you know super catchy and feeling like a pop song in the kind of climax of the song there's what sounds to be like distorted synths it sounds like mm-hmm. there's guitars mm-hmm. you know there's like a lot of layers and mm. it's you know very different from the restraint of pure heroin mm. was that a conscious decision was that like liberating um you know it's interesting i Obviously, I've been so drawn to minimalism for so long, um, and it is still something that holds my heart for sure. Um, but, you know, we faced an interesting conundrum in that, and I hope it's not like uh, forward of me to say this, but, um, you know, I could feel the ripple effect of Royals and of Pure Heroin in pop music. I could feel the hallmarks of those songs being used in a lot of other pop music. Um, and... So to have done this thing, which felt cool because it wasn't what anyone was doing, which then turned into what everyone was doing, I was very much... I just always want to run toward the thing that feels challenging and scary and exciting, and that didn't feel like a drumbeat and a vocal anymore, you know what I mean? Because those types of songs had been number one on the charts for two years. It really felt like there'd been such an excess of... um, that type of music, which I'm, you know, I'm happy for um, as someone who's in the camp of minimalism, but also I was like, there has to be a different way to express how I'm feeling. And the other part of that is that pure heroin is, there's a cool, like temperature cool thing to it. The mercury never climbs that high, you know what I mean? Because 
you know, we were just kids. We were just mucking around. There wasn't really anything to push the mercury that high. Whereas this music is so... <laughs> a drama queen went out and wrote a record, you know? Like, you just... You need different tools for, for a totally different kind of emotional blueprint, I guess. You say cool in temperature, but it's also kind of cool in kind of detachment or something. Yeah, no, it, totally, yeah. And, and, and I think that, um, you know... That's how you are when you're 16. You're just like, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. Whereas it was like, you know, with this record, it was quite um, liberating to be like, no, you know what? I do care a lot. So much yeah. it feels like it's breaking my back often. And I'm going to put that on you also. <laughs> yeah. And it's not <laughs> you know? cool. It's not actually cool. That that was the thing about Greenlight. I remember we wrote it before we played it to anyone. We were like, Jack said this, you know, what's awesome about the song is that you have just lost all your cool. There's no... There's no chic. There's nothing mysterious. It's just it's like this fucking heartbreaking, and I'm going to do all the things I need to do to get through it. Um, but it, yeah, it is corny, you know. There's, there's this fucking corny parts, and I and I I really love that about it. I I feel like it broke ground for us in a in a really exciting way. Those rumors they have big teeth. Hope they bite you. Thought you said that you would always be in love. But you're not in love No more Did it frighten you How we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor You've mentioned that it kind of is the literal kind of green light go But when you're like waiting for it what is, What's that kind of mean to you? Is it like are you waiting for closure Or you're like permission um, An opportunity I think I always saw that as um, I think the universe has to give you permission to move on from something you know I feel like if it was up to me I would just decide to be fine (laughs) like the hour after something happened you know but it's it's not that easy and so I feel like that was sort of like me with my hands up like shouting at the universe like just give me the release the closure the you know liberation the the joy um because I really want it This podcast is produced for the spin-off by Yana Winter and Henry Oliver. Recorded and edited by Yana, with additional recording by Jose Barbosa. Like all of the spin-off's music content, Lord, Behind the Melodrama, is brought to you by Spark. Listen to all the music you love, including melodrama, on Spotify Premium. Free with all of Spark's pay-monthly mobile plans. Find more spin-off podcasts on iTunes or wherever else you get these things. For more from the spin-off, go to thespinoff.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate.
The Spin-Off Podcast Network.